Let us be attentive. O Lord, save your people and bless your inheritance. Wisdom. To you, O Lord, I have cried, O my God. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Let us be attentive. God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not because of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. For, his, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Peace be with you, the reader. Let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. Spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Let us be attentive. At that time, a ruler came to Jesus and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. And he said, All these I have observed from my youth. And when Jesus heard it, he said to him, One thing you still lack, sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when he heard this, he became sad, for he was very rich. Jesus, looking at him, said, 
how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, then who can be saved? But he said, what is impossible with men is possible with God. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. From you shall not kill, and you should honor your father and your mother, to you shall pay wages on time and lend without interest to the poor, to you shall not kill a mother bird when taking the eggs from her nest. There are 618 laws, commandments, and statutes in the first five books of the Law of Moses, known as the Torah. And these 618 laws, commandments, and statutes cover a variety of areas, from prayer and worship to ethical and moral conduct to social justice and to purity and cleanliness as well. 618 of them, some of them quite complicated. So you might imagine the surprise of the student whose teacher, whose rabbi told him, I want you to recite the law while standing on one leg. Now he was shocked while standing on one leg, recite the law of Moses. But he knew something that Jesus knew as well, and Jesus would not have been surprised because he could ask his followers to recite the law of Moses while standing on one leg. Because Christ understood, having been the author of the law, its essence, its heart, its spirit. 
Now, of course, he mentions the commandments. The Ten Commandments have a special place in the 618 commandments, statutes, and laws. But he also understood something else as well, something that he shared not to the rich ruler, but to a scribe at another encounter. He told him the essence of the law, the first and primary heart. He said, this is the law of Moses. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your strength and all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Here, Christ was combining a law from the sixth chapter of Deuteronomy with a law from the 19th chapter of Leviticus. But it's the heart in the essence of the 618 commandments, statutes, and laws. And you could recite them, standing on one leg, although I'm not going to try. You could recite them every day, even before checking your messages on your phone. I shall love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, with all my mind, and my neighbor as myself. So, here we have the law. It was presented to the rich ruler who was told then, now follow me. Because once you know the essence of the law, you want to have and develop a personal encounter with the lawgiver, the Word of God himself made flesh as Jesus Christ. You want to recite the law, and then you follow the lawgiver. That seems pretty obvious. But there was a fly in the ointment. The rich young ruler wasn't willing to give up everything to follow Christ. And so we have this very difficult statement of the Lord. It should be difficult to every one of us because every one of us in this room is rich compared to 95% of the world population. I think you would agree. We're very wealthy. We have all the comforts. We have all the security we could possibly truly ask for. Not maybe what we want, or what we think we got to have, but what we really need. So he said to the rich young ruler, and maybe our ears perk up as well, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. 
a rather sober thought. What are we going to do with that? Well, St. Anthony the Great took it literally, gave up everything he had to follow Christ. But that's not all there is to this story. And it is not a counsel to do that unless you're called to do that. Now, I could say it's a, this being stewardship month, I could say it's a counsel at least to sacrificial giving. But there's even more to it than that. Because of the 618 commandments, statutes, and laws, this rich young ruler was violating an important commandment. Thou shall have no other gods before me. And so the statement about the camel and the eye of the needle is a counsel to think whether you are putting your riches ahead of God. It's not a counsel necessarily about income and outgo. It's a counsel about asking yourself are my possessions, are my riches, are my, as my place in life, is my status among others, of the clothes I wear, the car I drive, the house I live in, my ambitions, my longings, have I put them before God? In which case, this is really a warning not against riches at all, but a warning against idolatry, which is one with pride of the two capital offenses by which we can go wrong in our life before God. Idolatry and pride. That's what the warning is about. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. This is the essence of the law. And the lawgiver is saying, if you put anything else before God, and if you don't love your neighbor, who is in the image and likeness of God, then you are an idolater. You are a worshiper of the false idols of the world, what Christ called in the Sermon on the Mount, Mammon, the god of wealth. And Christ warns, you cannot serve two masters. For you will love the one and hate the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Sometimes you hear, oftentimes you hear, 
Ah, money is the root of all evil. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible does not say money is the root of all evil. No. The Bible says in the letter to James that the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. Idolatry. The worship of a false god. What do we go around saying? In God we trust, all elders pay cash. No. In God we truly trust. We say it on the dollar bill and then we worship the dollar bill it's printed on. That's idolatry. The love of money. Having a God before you. Now you may have other gods as well before you and you need to ask yourself, am I committing idolatry when I get up in the morning? Do I say I'll worship the Lord God and then go about your business during the day worshiping everybody else but, everything else but the Lord your God? It's an interesting thing. People get up in the morning. What do you do when you get up in the morning? Turn on the television to get the news? Look at your phone to get your messages? Why are you not loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind? At least saying that prayer. It's a good beginning. So there you have it. You can stand on one leg and recite the law of God. But to keep the Lord, word of the Lord your God, you're going to have to keep walking in it. And may the lawgiver send his Holy Spirit to inspire us to walk the walk that we talk. And may his name be glorified together with his eternal Father and his all-holy good and life-giving spirit. Amen. Please rise. Amen.